Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Live It, Love It, Fuck It, episode four. We're in quarantine day. I have no fucking idea what day this is. I think it's a month into it, but tonight, we'll just keep it rolling. Tonight, I'm bringing back Alex from episode one, and I'm also bringing two new guests, but, you know, I call them double A's. Let me introduce you to them. Let me introduce you first to Angelica. Hi, Angelica. Hi. How are you? Good. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a family support coordinator. Been doing that for a few years, about almost seven years now. How old are you? I'm old enough, boo boo. <laughs> oh, yeah? Are you married? Are you single? Are you taking? I am single. Ooh, okay, cool. And then Angela is actually sitting right next to you. Hi, Angela. Hi. Welcome to the show. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a, my name is Angela, and I'm a missionary and the process to become a pastor cool. who is also a certified makeup artist interesting the yeah makeup. a weird combination <laughs> makeup artist and a pastor yes Specific i'm blessed you at the same time well, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm blessing your face <laughs> and your life at once what's your status are you single are you taking oh i mean can you be taken i mean what's how does that go as a missionary um happily single actually <laughs> Uh, very happy single um and as a missionary well that's a complicated topic i guess uh i don't know if you want if you want me to go all about it but well, yeah we could, go, we could go definitely later on about it but um first things first is how are you guys doing in this quarantine that we're currently in i would say um i'm right now currently impressed um because it's uh 30 day 38 days as of right now and I originally quarantined myself with my friend and I haven't wanted to choke her out yet. So that is a good sign that there's a good indication of good mental health there. <laughs> or oh, that God is good. <laughs> you know, that God is good. So wait, you planned to be together for this quarantine? Not really. It was originally something like the initial, um, just a simple like quarantine, like for the first part of it because not, only a few things were being shut down. It then eventually became more, because we are in, in the Elmhurst area, it became more detrimental that we actually don't go out and isolate and isolate ourselves because the, the, the level of infection around this area is very high. Um, so we said it's better to keep safe. You know, there's, there's nothing really out there for us to do. I had done um, some prior um, shopping and she was with me at the time um, but we didn't assess that it would take we would take this route as long as it has when I came here I had clothes for three days when was your first day there it was a Tuesday it was yeah. the second day of the quarantine once they say they, they, they closed shut, schools yeah they closed things everything on Monday we started quarantine on Tuesday we we actually weren't we didn't because we thought it was going to be like 15 days. That's what they say first. Like it's going to be the first two weeks and we'll see how it goes. And I think they have been telling us 15 days at a time. So we don't get, you know, all stressed about it. That's good. So you guys are, you know, you guys are good mentally sane. Alex, give me your point of view of uh, how you're taking this COVID-19 and how this is, you know, you think is affecting people's relationships. Well, you know, honestly, for the people who are technically by themselves, I guess this is like the best time for them to uh, focus on themselves and realize, you know, to, to work on themselves, to better themselves during this time. Um, it is, it does suck sometimes, though, for the people who are by themselves, because during this moment in time, it's, it would be nice to communicate with somebody and have somebody to share with and talk to. So it doesn't feel like you're truly by yourself. But and like I said, it's, it's, it's also good and it's also bad for those who are single. This is something new, not normal for a lot of us. Being home, not able to leave for so many days without even a deadline. Is how, you, how are we adapting, you think, in your opinion, to this whole new social distancing, they call it? For one thing, it's weird because some people I see don't care about it. Some people do it. In my, in my eyes, hey, we have technology. And I don't think it's that hard. But then after a couple of weeks, I'm realizing, shit, I kind of miss that, you know, face-to-face -face interaction. You know, I do miss seeing some of my family members, some of my friends. When this is all over in the near future, 
is it going to go back to normal or are just things going to change completely? We're going to have to redefine normal. I think we're going to have to um, adjust to the new things because it's going to be a slow process to go back. And I don't think that things are going to go back to the where they were uh, because things like this change you, change uh, your perspective, change your mentality, change your a way of interact, like you were saying, we have technology, but even there, we were designed to be connected. We crave that love and affection and, and you know, that tenderness. And we need that as, per, as people, as human beings. That's how we were created. There's people that are being isolated and they're like, you know, by themselves. And there's like other people like us that we got to act quick being quarantined with your best friend is is uh, fun in a lot of ways, but it can also be stressful. So I think the good way of putting it is that our friendship some type of way works. Mm -hmm. uh, we are a good team and we respect each other. So that's why we kind of like being able to survive all this time. That also gives me appreciation to my friendship with her. Because, you know, I, I've been, I have had roommates and experiences, and I know that it's sometimes hard for people to come together. And, you know, it's really crucial that, you know, just try to stay connected during this time because it's easily to disconnect um, with one another. And it's really essential that you figure yourself out during this time. Even though we're here together, we do do a lot of things separately. So I have my work throughout the day and that takes a huge portion of the day. I'm really focused on that. And then she has her stuff that she does with her missionary work. And she always knows I'm always applying for new things. Uh, I applied to Harvard uh, online classes for the hell of it. And, you You're distracting yourself pretty much with doing some courses online, which I think it's great. Yeah, and also, like, I'm just, I'm very, I don't like to be not doing anything. This is a time where I think a lot of people don't, can assess what they don't and don't need. The things that you've been avoiding or holding for a really long time, you have to get rid of it. It's not even happening. A lot of paper, I think, in New York City, the amount of paper you accumulate through all your activities and everything, you gotta get rid of it. You have to store, you know, scan it, store it, and put it away in a place where you can find it later. I highly doubt people's computers are organized. Some people are really good at it, but I'm saying for the most part. I think it, it comes down to what are we doing with our time? Like it comes down to uh, the opportunities, how we're using this time. Like for example, this is the time to declutter and clean and also to not just, like go on the deep side of your emotions. What are the feelings or the things that you haven't deal with that you know sometimes you keep certain facade or certain like you hide yourself on your work or your friends or, or so many things that right now you don't have that opportunity. So that means you are stuck with you or some people are stuck with their family and some people are stuck their thoughts, you know, sometimes dangerous because I, I believe and I also um, counsel a couple of people that they put their emotions to the side and they're always like they're, they're start, um, hiding their feelings and all the things that they don't want to face on a daily basis. And when you are forced to face them, it could be very um, hard for some people. Honestly, this is this is gonna be a shock to some people jumping back into reality, going back to their social life. Yeah, man, a lot of people are starting to realize with this time who who's who in their life. With this time being away from them, then you realize who's who and who's been checking up on you and who really cares about you. Have you been speaking to people during these last couple of weeks and see how they're doing? Like a wellness check, you wanna call it? I've been calling on my own through social media and through just general text message. I don't get the amount of response that people say, except that I'm fine. But I've received messages from people telling me, yo, I want this shit to end. I realize I can't be in a relationship. I realize I can't be alone. I have three or four kids and I can't be with them no more. It's too much for me. There's so much coming out right now. But one thing we talked about earlier 
on outside of the, of the recording. I think when we leave our house, we put a mask on, right? You know, we leave yeah. our temple, we call it home, but not everyone has a temple. Some people have a toxic home. Some people have a, a temple home where they could go for peace, but we sometimes put a mask when we leave our house. Now we're not able to put a mask on. We're used to putting this mask on eight to 10 hours a day at work or school, but now we can't. Are our true colors fading away or is it exposing us who we really are? Do we really want to see our true selves? So is this COVID a cleansing of our own society point of view? Because if I look in the mirror now, I don't think I'm the same person I was four weeks ago. The other day I was on a phone call uh, for four hours with uh, one person that was going on and on and on about the same thing. And it got to a point that you can be listening and listening to the same thing, but you, you got to come to that confrontation part of, okay, do you want to keep going or you want, you want to face a problem? And sometimes I feel like, like you were saying that facade is, is, you cannot keep it 24 seven, unfortunately. That, that's the problem. When you go to your, sometimes people were going to their jobs and, and put in this happy face and they were getting to the house and that uh, they changed completely who they are. Like you're saying, now that you're forced, to, like, like you're forced to be in the same place with the same people all the time, it's, it's hard. All those, those feelings and all those things that you put on the shelf and you actually don't wanna, don't want to face, this is the time that you can say, okay, I remember that I went through this pain or I remember I suffered this situation. And, you know, the only way to get through, to, to get over is to go through. This, this is a good opportunity to reassess who we are. Instead of focusing of what I, I'm not able to do anymore because of my, the situation I'm right now, maybe you're jobless or, or you cannot see your loved ones or all those kind of things. Like, instead of that, be focusing on something more positive. Like, I'm grateful, first of all, for being able to wake up. How many people are actually suffering right now? Instead of me thinking of myself, try to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else and be like, there are people that are having it actually worse. There are people that they're being kicked out because they're not able to pay rent or, or cover their expenses. There, there are people that actually had to, for the first time, apply to unemployment. There are people that are actually going through rough stuff and you are just complaining about oh, I cannot go shopping. And I used to be shop, go shopping and that brings me happiness. So I know I wanted to go back to that. I know Alex wanted to add on to that. Well, to an extent, um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's, it's definitely a challenge uh, for us during this time. Is there a change to be expected? Yeah, of course. With all of us uh, being in this isolation, it's, it's definitely building up strong character with uh, some of us. And it's, it's definitely hard for those people in relationships who are trying to get out because of the, of the sudden change with this whole Corona thing. It was just literally a change from one day to another. Cause I remember just hanging out with a friend of mine that Sunday, that literally the day before the whole quarantine became into effect. And all of a sudden it's like, nobody gets to go out. We cannot hang out or just chill or do anything like that. It was just such a sudden change for everybody. It's a shock. It wasn't something that was like gradually implemented. It was just from one day to another. So it's, it's definitely a test. We do sometimes get frustrated, man. Sometimes we all need our distraction. We all need to have our fun and our laughter and all that stuff. And yeah, we have our family, but sometimes when you have too much of the family, it can get, it, it feels like you're drowning sometimes, bro. Sometimes you need to release and you need to go out with people who are not going to judge you. I hope this goes by quickly. That's, that's my hope right now. Just from here on on forward in these past couple of days, it's just been hopefully we'll get out of this and we are, we are all healthy at the end of the day, you know? Angelica, what do you, what have you done? Done? I know. Have you reached out to any any friends as well? Counseled anybody? Um. So I've, a lot of the families I had to counsel. A lot of a lot of the children in the families are are losing a sense of control in their household. Um. A lot of rec different recommendations I give them: yoga, meditation. Um. Those are some. They seem very naive and simple. Uh. But they don't practice it. 
so they don't practice even breathing. Everyone just gets flustered in a situation and, and, and they don't even know how to communicate what they need to their children. And there, there's a communication problem and they're facing it in the most, in, the, in, in such a, like they, they're not being transitioned, they're just being put in the middle where now they're forced to actually express themselves appropriately so that their child can respond appropriately back to them. And it's been a cluster F. <laughs> I can say it, right? You can say it, say it. You can curse all you want. They these parents were so used to a new system where their children participated a large portion of their life into us, you know, into the educational world. And then they just dealt with them for the past five, six hours, which, you know, again, in, in that time, they're eating, going to sleep, doing homework. So the level of communication was there was just do your homework. Did you finish? Are you doing this? How, you know, and then a five minute conversation about how your day was. But now it's like you're staring at them and now you really now have to communicate. So fuck <laughs> everything else we go through in life. Okay. Well, you have to think world. about it. What was the last time that we had to face something like this? Throughout, throughout our entire generation, throughout, throughout this entire time that we've been in this planet, you know, we've never gone through anything this crazy where we've had to isolate ourselves from family, from friends, and do this distancing. This is not easy at all, man. No, and I think the, I think the most uh, weird part is it's like you actually have to talk to the kid, but the kid is telling you the parent doesn't get them. And the parents saying the kid doesn't get them. And the, how do you tell, like, how do you really in a nicest format tell them, okay, you guys have to talk to each other. Like, it's like, a, like you're literally reteaching them communication skills because they're not used to it. No one's used to communicating on a daily basis, on an intimate basis. And intimate means like really connecting with someone. And now everyone has to redo it and learn how to reconnect reassemble goals and re really work out work how to work in a space together yeah, so, with pressure. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a whole new level of pressure that no one experienced my relationship didn't really last this quarantine because um i was suggested i wasn't inclusive don't know what that means because i didn't get a quarantine manual yeah how do you I, make didn't someone that, I didn't get that memo either I was like, I think I, how do you, if I, in this was in the infancy of the whole quarantine, if they felt this lack of intimacy from the get go, not even like five weeks in, you already know there, there's an existing problem in your relationship. Just because you can't see someone in, in my case was like five days, there was a level of panic that I knew that, you know what, it's because the relationship there is no sense of security. So but, I can't but you can at least give it a break and say, well, me and this other person never been through this before. So maybe I should just, you know, consider it, that. Or is this something like, you know what? Is this quarantine saying, fuck it, this is going to expose well, everyone, it, really? It, it's like a test. It's, it's testing the strength and the ability and the flexibility of their relationship. Exactly. Because remember, this hasn't happened before. So for her and the gentleman to have this issue now is just bringing out things to light that could have been found out months later or years later throughout that relationship and it would have hurt more so in a sense it's it's good and it's bad because it sucks during this time but it's good that with this distancing or this social distancing that we're going through it's exposing people's true colors at the end of the day i had to do it cold turkey unfortunately um he probably is going to hate me. And I, and I, that's the only way you can end something. Someone has to hate someone. Unfortunately. And it's been hard. That's the hard part because he, you know, he tried to communicate to me and I'm being cold, um, which hasn't been easy mentally. Like you're like, I don't want to be mean to a person in the middle of like people passing away in the middle of all this disaster. But how do we end a cycle if I can, if I continue to do the same behavior things? So for your case, you have Angela, who's actually with you to be with you during these hard times. When we break up with somebody, cold turkey, no matter either or, the first thing we want to do is go to our friends, go out, spend some me time. And you actually, during this quarantine, you have me time. You think about it because you're stuck at home. Mind you, she was, the thing is, is that when me and her, like I was in it, but then I, when I, when the 
the level of anxiety kicked in from the person, I was just like, if you feel this way, I know that there's something wrong here. It existed in small increments since the beginning of it in the relationship. Um, but you know, I was like, should we work through it? It's fine. Okay. And then now like, again, the world exploded and pure panic. You can't panic in the middle of disaster. Your first, the first step is to take a breath and assess. But if your first thing is to panic and demand and request, and you're like, hold on, I didn't get the memo for pandemic relationship standards. Hold on, let me let me go reflect. I didn't have that. You learn two you know, things. You learn fight or flight. Either you fight with it and you go along with it and you grow with it, or you just run, run as fast as you can from this. Yeah. Angela, can you give me some examples of what you've been doing for self-care? What I do to, to take care of myself is basically do the things that I like. Something for me that makes me feel good is, as, as I, you said at the beginning, I'm a certified makeup artist. So I, something that I like to do is do my makeup, do my makeup, do my hair, do things like that. That makes me feel okay. Even if sometimes it's like, like they say, fake it until you make it. I don't think I'm faking it. It's just something that personally makes me feel comfortable. So I do it. Taking care of myself. I also like to keep uh, my, you know, like my hair mask, my face mask, my eating. Sometimes I'm chasing her. What are we going to, like, what do you want her to eat? She's, she's like, work, 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 work. I'm behind her, like, Eat, eat, eat. I'm trying to create new habits of continuously eating a healthy amount of food because I can do the worst, which is not eat throughout the day. And I'll be like, oh, I feel hungry now. <laughs> so you're making sure that both you, you and her are not making certain mistakes because let's face it, food is like one of the main things we're having issues with right now. Alex, you, you know, you live by yourself, correct? Yes, sir. So how are you handling all this on your own? What What do you do for this self-care? Well, for, for self-care, man, look, I, I always take some time to reflect upon myself and think about the things that I'm doing. Uh, think about future dis decisions of things is what I could do in the future and how I'm going to get there and how I'm going to accomplish these things. Uh, in terms of family, I just, I just try to make sure that everybody around me is on point. Everybody's good. My mother, my son, all my friends, make sure they're good. And in every way, and if I could become of help for them, I'm always telling them that I'm available. And even some of my friends who are going through this time and they're having a hard time getting through this, I'm just reminding them that, that they're not there by themselves, that they have someone that they could come up to and speak to and, you know, just be there for them. Because at the end of the day, I know that I'm willing to do this for people. And I know some of these people are going to be willing to do it for me in my hard times. So, yeah, it's really just. I'm spending this time to myself, enjoying myself, spending time thinking about things and how to become a better person, come up with game plans in terms of my future and what things I could do to better myself throughout this entire time. Self-care wise, trying to eat a little healthier during this time because it's not easy at all. You know, going out for walks at night just to chill, get a little bit of air so I'm not just cooped up in my place. Uh, but in general, just trying to stay positive because that's always, that's always been my thing is just to try, try to stay positive no matter what. One of the things I've, I've been focusing on and my version of self-care is distracting myself with little things I used to do. You know, matter of fact, this podcast was finished and completed because of this quarantine. So there's some good things that could come out of this. But like, my whole thing is, is discovering yourself is very important. I feel people don't want to discover who they really are or expose who they really want to be. We don't really want to see what's in here. Because when we go out to, for example, work, let's face it, you're at work eight hours a day. That's your second home. Mm -hmm. That's the second place you're always going to be at. So your mask that you have at work, you could be a different personality. You could be a boss. You could be something over there. That's, you know. But when you're back home and you're, you're mixing your work world with your home world, it takes time to adapt, especially if you have kids at home too. This type of support I give, I notice I feel more powerful. I feel more supportive when i'm face to face with someone i love helping people motivate but it's difficult when you're on the phone because you have no idea what that person is going through at home that alex i know right before this whole quarantine started this whole coronavirus shit 
you were actually almost in this in a relationship. You were almost in a relationship right before it started. And you went through your little, you know, ups and downs on it. If you think about it, bro, you just saved yourself a headache right before it. Definitely, definitely. No, I, I definitely did. Uh, well, it was, at the end, it was just straight down, bro. This was like a nosediving plane. No bringing that thing up, man. Um, I was getting to know somebody. Felt pretty cool. It was actually really nice, genuine feeling between the both of us. Um, and what sucked was that, you know, from seeing each other every day and talking to each other, it started as friends, nothing crazy. So mutual attraction, then started talking about feelings. And then obviously, you know, we, I can't say we got together, but you know, things started happening, things started taking place. And, um, from one day to another, it's like, I got dropped from existence without being given a sign, without being given a reason. And I beat myself to the chest. I was just like, man, like, what did I do? What did I do to deserve something like this? At the end of the day, I finally got my answer. And it's because she doesn't feel like she's ready because she's been through her emotional, abusive relationships. And um, I, I understand and I feel her for that. But, um, you know, she apologized and so forth. But, you know, these things happen. But I definitely, um, it's it sucked because this happened right before this quarantine started. It gave me a lot of time to think and to better myself and not beat myself and not feel like I'm the one that's responsible. Because at the end of the day, you know, she came out, she just told me flat out that she was not ready for it. Like, she, like she didn't know how to handle me because I guess there's age difference. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm 32 years old. I've been in relationships. She's just 25. These things, the age difference is there. It's there. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a single dad. She's just a chick who's dated dudes, and, and that's it. But uh, during this time, it's, it's helped me out, the whole quarantine, just to better myself and, and reevaluate myself and how I present myself to people and how I give my, my attention, my care, and my feelings towards somebody. And I give myself more value, and I understand now that not everybody is worthy of that, and I shouldn't give myself 100% to somebody like that. It should be a gradual thing. So, like I said, this, this time has, has been good, has been good for me. And I feel like it's actually good for all of us to an extent, because this is kind of like a reset to ourselves for this time being, how to better ourselves throughout this entire time. This is like a vacation that we didn't want to go to, but at the end of the day, we enjoyed. So this vacation you talk about, now that we got to know each other better, now that we have a, we have a bit different mindset, mm -hmm. can we forgive our past? Can we reach out to them? You know, because I think right now with everything going on, it's like a cleansing, you want to call it, of this world. We have no idea what we're, we're going to get ourselves into when this is all done. But I ask myself, who do I care for? Who do I want to reach out to? Because you know what? This shit is real. No one has experienced this. This wasn't something planned. This is something here that we have no experience in. People are dying left and right. It's time to get all seriousness. Maybe I want to reach out to my ex-girlfriend. Maybe I want to reach out to people I don't get along with it no more. For you, would you reach out to her during these times or have you reached out to her? Because in no. reality, so, I, yeah. so before, before that, you said you got to know yourself better. Yeah. Does that include adding her and making sure she's okay? Or do you feel like, nah, I shouldn't even bother bringing her part of my life? You know what? Look, I'm the type of person that I don't wish ill or evil or bad on anybody. I, I, at the end of the day, I appreciate her because because she's been a step on the road of my life. Um, I've learned a couple of things and how to conduct myself and, and so forth. Um, listen, I wish her the very best. I offer her my friendship, but obviously it can't be anything more from there because at the end of the day, I know that she's a little bumpy and, you know, she's got her past and I, ha I would have to deal with these things. Uh, would I reach out to her? Personally, I choose not to because maybe the slight ego is there um, because of the way things ended. Uh, but hey, listen, uh, I'm down for the friendship because at the end of the day, she's a real sweet girl. She's amazing, funny, and chill. But uh, I don't see myself hitting her up at the end of the day because at the end of the day, she's the one that just up and left with no reason at all. Angela, quick question. Yeah. How about you? How about your point of view? I know you wanted to talk a little bit earlier about it, but what's your mindset when it comes to this? Now, Alex says on the he said this is like a vacation we didn't want to go to. And I know we talked about relationships with Angelica. We talked relationship with Alex right now. Is there any relationship you had that you feel like you're going through? 
Well, lately I'm not going to a relationship. The only relationship that I have right now is with God. Um, and honestly, uh, now that you brought it up, it's the best love that I could ever find. It fulfilled me in ways that I can never imagine. Um, I used to be a people pleaser. I used to be very uh, insecure and very, um, I used to doubt myself a lot. And God is the only one that is fulfilling my life and bringing a balance um, to that. And, you know, that's very important. Even as a, as a Christian, you are not exempt of feeling any type of way. Sometimes, you know, anxiety doesn't discriminate. You know, it kicks, it, it attacks everyone and everyone. You did a report on anxiety, you said, you did like a workshop, you said, right? Earlier, I know you talked to me offline. Yes, I did a whole workshop on, on anxiety. And some of the things that I was saying, and it really brought me comfort is, remembering the first thing um i'm a my mom was a missionary so you know i was born and raised like this but even there i have my fair uh life experience and stuff something that she told me when i was very little is psalm 23 and that's a lot of people know it because it brings a lot of comfort and one of the things that i will share with the people from anxiety the seminar it says uh, the verse four that says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protects me and comforts me. What a lot of people don't understand from that badge such, and I don't want to take over, I just want to break it down a little bit, is that um, the rod and the staff are two um, instruments that the pastor used to help the sheep. You know, sometimes we go through those rough times and we don't understand and we look for God and we're like, really, you're doing this when, you know, we're trying to look for somebody to blame. And that only um, gives us more anxiety instead of looking for an answer. We're looking for someone to blame. And that um, doesn't help our characters. That doesn't help or um, a lot of situations. So I think instead of that we should look for something that comfort us at least i know um, my faith helps me but everybody has different things you know you need to find something that brings you comfort and i think that a lot of people put their comfort on their jobs and now when, when you when you base your uh stability on something that is so easy to fail you know, that's when your your whole world shakes when something like this happens. So by just understanding that verse, I'm thinking you you know, you're not well, you're not alone. That's what I feel when I when I heard that verse. You're not alone when you walk into these dark times. When it comes to the blaming game and when we have a lot of time to sit down and figure out what we're gonna do with our life after this, we could blame ourselves for a lot of stuff. But let's face it, people like to blame other people for their mistakes. And you said something very interesting, money. I think of thousands of people that lost their jobs right now in New York City, even the undocumented, the domestic workers, people that bust their butts every day and are addicted to working, how they're forced to stay home with no money. And the way I think about people with no money, I think of the stress level. When I think about the stress level, mental health gets involved. And then I worry about suicides. Because yeah. Face it, people are going to start talking about suicide. Angelica, you as in your field that you're in, do you worry or have you ever heard of cases similar to this? You know, what I've seen is a lot of um, anxiety from other parents um, because they just don't know what to do. Um, and so helping them redefine what is parenting because again, it's, it's almost like the, it's like a new lesson. It's a full-time job. It's no longer a part-time job um parenting before was a part-time job and the, the they left the rest to the other individuals and the authorities of the day which is their teachers to do the other part when you mean part-time job you mean eight to five every morning when they go to school monday to friday right exactly so you you know you work from nine to five most people sometimes other schedules but you lose that time with your child when you're doing a nine to five right? You're working, you're doing your thing, you're providing, you're supporting. 
in those nine to five, you have your child in your mind, but you don't have to presently deal with them physically. And so now your job is no longer there, which the stress of that is in your, in, it's, in, it's in your, in, it's, it's, it's in you. And then you have the second part, which is I have a full-time job with this person. I really haven't taken the time to meet beforehand. This little person is the extension of me and I just don't really know how to handle it. So what stress level, how can you think parents should handle this stress level or what have you seen? Because I mean, I'm going through that as well too with my son. Um, Luckily my wife, she helps me. She's good at it because she's, you know, she's been helping other kids with it. Me, it's like, okay. It's like learning school all over again and convincing my son that, Hey, I'm your teacher, but at the same time, I'm your parent. And I need you to do your work. And I look at me as daddy. I don't want to do my work. It's hard for me to do my work. It's, it's the, lo- uh, the atmosphere of, of the location that makes another big issue. People's homes cannot be as big as others. There are people that live in one bedroom that have like six, seven people in a home. How can you possibly have one kid do work with everything around them? It's family, toys, TV. I have lots of family like that. And the thing that... Angela said about anxiety really got to me because I'm thinking parents are working from home and, you know, they have to do their jobs because let's face it, there's no cheat sheet on how to work from home. Let's face it, relationships. Alex said the most important thing, we have no idea what goes on with other people. So mommy and daddy could be fighting. Mommy could have a boyfriend outside. Like you said, you had a boyfriend for what a week, not seeing each other and he flipped. Shit happens. So all that stress level, kids are now going to see it and you have nowhere to hide. I believe that this time of this stress, it only um, enhanced what is already there. You know, if your foundation, your building is only as strong as your foundation. And if your foundation is rocking, you know, you're going to collapse. And I think that this stressful times only brings uh the things that are already there you know it it comes they come out like for example this is not new they they have had situations like this in the past and i guess this was just like it brought it up together yeah it was like a it it was like exposed and it was hard to hide it was hard to mask it was hard to cover up It, it it gets to a point that you cannot cover them that anymore and you have to break and that that was a hard breakup but it was necessary because if not what you're doing is you try to put a band-aid on 50 leaks what do you think alex about that well no um i actually wanted to ask angie was it a series of problems that you found were bad or was it just one item one problem that you picked up on that you just had to put this to a stop though so um it's well, there was one particular one that was constant, which is the, um, I, I always was not able to make him feel secure in the relationship. Um, I, you know, it was a few days in, I started not feeling well. So I said, please don't come over. I'm concerned. I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure I don't have something. It could, I'm like, for all I know, I had a cold, but I was scared because, you know, and he's like, no, I want to come over and I want to hug you. And I want to, I'm, I'm like, even though the rules are not no exactly and like you know so like it was that conversation like he was being generally nice but at the same time i'm like what if you catch it and then your mother passes like it was like it was this blip it was just like this level of of like concern yeah you're trying to be like precautious to the situation but i guess he wasn't understanding you yeah and it was like it was me doing this out of love yeah protect and preserve you know health his you know i was thinking of everything and then here he was he was like and then he's expressing that he doesn't feel involved and connected and i'm like so he wasn't really taking care of himself during this whole thing because the way just listening to all this the way it sounds to me is you know what this shit is real this is not you know let's fix it things could happen people could die Exactly. The, the, un, the unknown was clear, and you made the decision by saying, "I want to be safe," and fuck through whole. Just wasn't thing. having it. Yeah, he no, wasn't man. having it. He wasn't having it, and 
you know what and it is? It's at the end. Well. Like it came out in a it came out like a beautiful bow tie. He meant legitimate well, but of it was to the point that way it was detrimental. I mean, and it could also be the fact that he just wants to like have sex too, you know, like but that's not the thing man i think you know some people just rely on affection and need that you know they need that attention they live off that you know so it, it seems like he just really wanted your attention he just couldn't understand the situation and wasn't thinking for his well-being he was just thinking more about himself than to others but what the thing is 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 it called it's called emotional dependency it's hard to point out because we all have it up to a certain point. Some people have it in higher levels. And when you understand that emotional, uh, like emotional dependency, you know that they're lacking a lot of things and they're dependent on their special other. And that's why they don't see for themselves. They don't think for themselves. And they, don't, they, they have a lot of things that you cannot keep enabling them to do their own thing what she was asking is if you love me stay home but his mentality of love was completely different and that only brings us to think everybody is is their own mind is their own world and everybody thinks differently my legitimate concern was the people around him and so i said i i i I love you so much and I love the people around you and I care about the humanity in the situation. And I think it's more important to preserve our human, our, the people around us, because even though they're stranger, they're still human beings who lives are at risk. Even his mother, like I was thinking about like every member, if I can do my part today, which is literally just stay home and not get anyone potentially infected because I wasn't sure. I some of the symptoms matched the exact thing for COVID, but I wasn't sure. And I and I could and I legitimately had not gone out only for like two or three interactions, which was to throw out garbage and stuff. So I'm you know or pass people, and I just don't know if I where I might have gotten it. A lot of us, uh, as you can see, we're going through stuff. I mean, personally, when it comes to me with this whole social distancing, COVID is all about communication. Um, I do give, I try my best to give space of privacy in my own home because we're so used to being independent, even in relationships or even at work. We want to be alone a little bit just to breathe, even if it's just to go to the store or even walk. But with all this going on, um, how do you think people should cope knowing the fact that they don't probably don't have privacy at home or they have too many kids. The one advice is I've always given my friends and people that have hit me up and asked me this question was, Hey, look, take a nice long bath, put some headphones, take a nice long bath, put some meditation, some freaking Tai Chi music or something to calm yourself down. Um, board games. I'm trying to bring it back to old school. For some reason I'm avoiding the TV now in the morning. I do not like to watch the news because all you see is this whole coronavirus thing yeah. and it just gives you like like shit you know oh today 300 people died tomorrow 400 people and the message is clear we can't go out but i'm wondering the people that hey i'm stuck at home i gotta get the fuck out i need a breathe you kind of want to hear good news man because all we've been hearing is just bad news i'm wrong the numbers are dropping with the whole corona thing but we need to hear something revitalizing something that makes you smile and be like all right yeah we're doing good or something good because these past couple of weeks has been nothing but negative man this but i'm, I'm saying but i'm saying like let's say you, you're 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 a good spirit person angela angelica they have each other the people out there that don't have nobody they're even older people that have nothing but the you know no 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 one and we're so used to having people around us i want to end this show real quick by asking every single one of you to give me your best advice or any type of hobbies or top or skills or activities they could do at home for those porn. that don't have, you know, <laughs> porn. porn. <laughs> Let's be honest, guys. That's like, if anyone asks, that's like top five things a guy's going to do at home. Watch porn and watch Netflix. Let's just cut that. Nah, listen, 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 not for nothing. I've been uh, getting on a lot of Netflix, watching documentaries. I've been on YouTube. 
uh, watching all types of stuff, man. Porn, honestly, I would say is like number six on my list at this point, man. Yeah. I've lost interest in porn. <laughs> I think people <laughs> will lose interest in porn. It's funny because we should never talk about that in another podcast. But right. Angela, Oops. what do you think? Well, find something that, you know, that joy. Um, a lot of people find it in something that they used to do, you know, some hobbies, something that you can do at home that is safe for you, for your environment and, and um, gives you that sanity. Uh, a lot of people go for religion. A lot of people go for coloring. A lot of people, you know, like some people start writing. Um, I know you guys might hear a lot of bad news, but I also heard good stories out of this. Like I, I've seen people, ha how families have reunion, have used this opportunity to uh, get to know each other, to reconnect and have that, you know, those good stuff. So it depends of the way you see it and the way you want to, um, you know, take, take the opportunity with this. And I also want to offer if anybody, you know, needs some advice, counseling or anything, I'm, I'm free, you know, like you said, I could tag you on your Instagram. So I'm definitely going to tag you on Instagram. If anyone ever has any question, cause you know, you thank you for even offering that. So that's good. To know. Know, it, 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 it could be a makeup. It could be in, in whatever life, you ever thought about doing a, like a YouTube video makeup session? That that could be, you know, this is the time. This is the time to actually do the things that you said, oh, when I have time, I'm going to do this. Well, now you have the time where <laughs> I actually do it. Um, I think just go back to your basics. A lot of people don't realize that um, a lot of the old skills like cooking, organizing your, your mind, uh, sewing, fixing things that or figuring how to fix things in your own home. Um, because sometimes you just have to teach yourself the basic skills because a lot of people don't even know how to boil an egg. This is a time to learn those basic, basic skills that you've avoided your entire life. Um, try it, fail at it, and try it again. That's the only way you learn in life. Dude, by just don't set the house on fire, though, please. No, please. <laughs> try and avoid Boil that. The egg. Just <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes it's just about go, going back to home traditions and, and try to, to recreate it in your own home because sometimes you get lost in the social media and all this stuff and you forget what the old home life because when you were grown, most people are our age, when we were growing up, we had just, just regular television and, you know, music videos. And uh, we, we had to do everything ourselves. We had to figure out everything ourselves, play games and do everything by hand. So try going And If you don't wanna go like, go teach yourself new things, like applying to Harvard for free. <laughs> you know what, that, I like that thing about Harvard that you're actually taking a class in Harvard. I'm actually gonna look into that myself. They're free, they're completely free. They're, you can go and teach yourself whatever you want. This is the time to learn. You want to you wanna do yoga? You want to get certified in yoga? This is the time to do it. I want to do that too. That's another thing on my agenda. There's like 50 things I have on my list that if I can complete it digitally from my home, I will try it. We're in a generation where we have to be thankful for the amount of information that is out there that we can update ourselves in anything we need to to become better people. So by the time we got to quarantine out, we can cook, we can clean, we can wash, we can mop, we can, we can or make a party. Or at least one of them. At least one, one of them. You don't have to be like Angela, like I, she, she tackles everything at once. But you know, I'm, I'm a high one. achiever in my own home. <laughs> How about you, Alex? What do you think? What's your last say? Self-love, well, self-care. This is the time to, to focus and reflect upon yourself and understand who you are and admit to your faults even though it's hard to do so you have to and also you have to realize that you're not alone you have friends and you have family that care about you you should reach out to them even that may that maybe that one neighbor that you just said what's up to it's it doesn't hurt or it doesn't harm to just you know go out reach out to them ask them if they need help you know just letting people know that you're there because there's people that are by themselves that are suffering mm -hmm. that that are maybe so not healthy enough to go out and do that shopping on on their own so why not offer your help to them because it's going to mean a lot to them it may not mean much to you but as a person that's going to mean a lot to them 
and not they're not being exposed to this. But most of this time, it's it's always just to self-reflect upon your own mistakes and just be a better person, not only for yourself but towards society or for society as well, and setting example to those as well, and helping others. That's really my whole thing. It's really that's what it's been for me. It's just I like that. that. I like that. And the way I'm gonna give it to everyone, my final thoughts on that is, look, we always give each other excuses of what not to do. Those that don't don't know me for a while, for like almost a year, I've been trying to finish this podcast. And, you know, work gets involved and family gets involved. Do something with your life. Look, open up a page. Do something that you're scared of. I wrote down five things I was not interested in doing, and I did it. This is the best time to make mistakes. Just go out there, make your mistakes. And if something happens wrong, guess what? You start all over again. This is your moment to really enhance your abilities and skill sets that you have at home or in your career. Because when we were younger, we always say we want to do something. Guess what? Here's your shot. This is a cheat sheet of life that we never got before. And either we embrace it, focus on how we can come out stronger. Because when this shit is over, I expect people to have new skills, a stronger mindset, and be ready for the real world. You know, not everyone's going to go through that, but why not just try one new thing once a week? And that's all I care about. And, you know, for all the listeners out there right now listening, you know, you can give your charm in for your point of view. But I want to thank every single one of you guys for spending your late night, thank uh, you. you know, talking here through your technology. Because, you know, let's face it, if we can't be in person. But you know what? We can still make stuff. All you need is a computer, a mic, and guess <laughs> what? Boom. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angelica. All right. Peace to you. I hope we can somehow hang out when this is all over until then take care guys and make sure you know social distance six feet 12 feet be safe guys 